Greensboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Welcome into the Tuesday Action Line here from News Radio WGNS. We've got a sunny, beautiful, really almost uh, spring like day out there for you. At least a bit later on. I know that it's 46 right now in Murfreesboro and woo, it's now up to 50. So let's celebrate that. Uh, Going to be up in the upper 60s today, but 40s by the weekend. So you know how it goes. But next Monday, 60 again. So it's that uh, typical roller coaster winter ride that we take here in Middle Tennessee. We're going to be talking about Murfreesboro City Schools today. And uh, first things first, I'm going to introduce Tori Carr. And Tori is going to tell us about the uh, litany of <laughs> wonderful guests that you have, have brought in. I mean, nothing's getting done at the central office right now. <laughs> we are <Yes> all <laughs> here with you this morning. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Glad uh, that you're here with us. And we're going to talk about Murfreesboro City Schools. If you've got a question about the City Schools, text us at 615. 615- 589-31450. We'll try to answer or po- point you in the right direction this morning. But um, who do we have with us today? We have Miss Maria Johnson and Miss Leah Barch. And we are going to be talking about all things job fair, human resources, science, STEAM, everything in between. <laughs> job fair. So, Maria, I would think that that kind of falls into your neck of the woods, huh? It does. So this Saturday, Murfreesboro City Schools is hosting their annual job fair on Saturday, Saturday, February the 11th from 9.30 until 11.30 a.m. It's going to be held at Scales Elementary School here in Murfreesboro, and they are located at 2340 St. Andrews Drive. Now, at this job fair, we're going to, this year, we're going to be looking at certified and classified positions. So we'll be hiring for teachers, cafeteria workers, educational assistants, bus drivers, and even our extended school program for the 23. 24 school year. Okay. So if anyone's interested in becoming a part of our team from Murfreesboro City Schools, we're encouraging them to come and interview with our school principals or either our department head. Now, you realize it's February. You're, you're looking at 23-24 school year already? Yes, you have to plan ahead. <laughs> we are looking for top quality candidates. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about the uh, the job fair. Uh, let me say good morning to you, Leah. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good, good. Maybe wrestle that uh, microphone a little bit closer to you there. Uh, you are, what, uh, coordinator of science and social studies? That's correct, yes. Wow. I didn't give Maria's title because, you know, we've only got a half an hour show here. (laughs) I didn't introduce their titles because they're way too long. (laughs) Director of Human Resources and Educator Effectiveness. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Uh, the human resources part, yeah. educator effectiveness. I think I can put all that together. Yeah, okay. Well, it's, it's just really supporting the teachers and administrators. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it's always good to have that. Um, so I wanted to say good morning to you before we went along. Good morning. Far. Great to be here. Absolutely. So city schools, our topic today, uh, the job fair. You've got the details about that. So um, Maria, 
you're constantly looking for folks i'm sure yes. i mean this this is not one of those things where you just do this once a year and then all of a sudden you magically have everybody you need correct we hire throughout the year however as you just said we are most definitely wanting to continue to build our team of highly qualified individuals for the upcoming school year uh, murfreesboro city schools we have excellent benefits we have a competitive salary scale and opportunities for our, our teachers and our staff for growth uh, we have a teacher to teacher mentoring program where we mentor our teachers in their first through third year since teacher retention is very important we want to make sure that they are are strengthened we also have opportunities for growth and we have an our aspiring administrators academy so teachers that have been with the district for several years and are wanting to continue to pursue something different they can be accepted into our expiring administrators academy as well as we have lots of other things mm. as well but those are just a few of the things we want to highlight here this morning aspiring administrator academy academy yes. okay so uh, that would be for someone who is maybe a classroom teacher that would like to have the uh, i guess certifications that they need to maybe be an administrator a principal assistant principal someday yeah so this is for those teachers that are thinking that they may possibly want to go into the administrative field uh, but this would give them some additional training um some behind the scenes knowledge as to what administrators do on a daily basis and then a lot of them go from there to get their certifications and some already have their certifications mm -hmm. and are just wanting to know more about that profession i would think that you know that's also one of those things where maybe it's not this year or next year but sometime in the future because uh, the administrators and you know principals assistant principals that are in place now you know retirement moving around there there's you need a pool of folks exactly you always need a pool of strong candidates already I always say the next man up um, just like with teachers administrators also have career aspirations and and they go on to do other jobs as well and we're always looking for the next administrator to come and lead the schools that we have yeah this um, the the city system it, I mean it, it's large you have so many uh, needs for teachers support personnel and um as we grow every day I, i'm i'm sure you see new students in the schools every single day every day yeah every day um so we're like i say we're hiring throughout the, the school year right now particularly we're hiring for substitutes so if you are retired or you don't want a full-time position and you want to pick your schedule you can pick the days of the week the schools you want to sub at we are hiring for substitutes so substitute teachers yes. you can you kind of walk us through that process and how that works because um i think maybe folks hear about substitute teaching and they think well i live in you know south murfreesboro i don't want to drive to you know another side of town each day i mean you you can really get pretty specific you with that, really right? can so actually if you get hired to be a substitute teacher in murfreesboro city schools uh, we have an online program where you can go online and you can actually see any positions that are open for the day the month the entire year so we have some individuals that for example if they love a steam accredited school and they want to be at overall creek or they want to be at our magnet school discovery school they can go in and, and pick the jobs in those particular schools you can even pick the days of the week that you work and working Mondays and Fridays gets you additional pay ah. and also the longer you're there if, you're with, if you're with us for 30 days or longer you also get an additional pay so I would think Mondays and Fridays maybe are the days where we see more teachers extending a three-day weekend and things of that nature and there's more need on those days that is correct and sometimes some of your professional developments also on Mondays gotcha. as well and then our teachers also have children 
Yeah. So sometimes they just have to be out. Um, so we're always looking again to increase our pool of qualified candidates for our substitutes as well. There's there's someone that's always working on the, the schedule. I mean, that would just blow my mind. The the work that goes on, not, not just in one day, yeah, but, you know, preparing for the week and who's going to be filling in these spots. And because you even mentioned months or for the year and some of those teachers maybe maternity leave something like that right so you have leaves of leaves of absences you also have professional developments um you just have different opportunities that teachers will need to be out and fortunately our teachers we're planners so they would if they know they're going to be out towards the end of the year they'll go ahead and enter that in there because again we want top quality candidates that are going to be in those classrooms continuing to provide that education and that instruction to our students yeah that that second grade teacher if she's getting ready for her first or second or third child or whatever that might be and knows that is going to be out most of the spring probably already there just so we can plan on that yes yes <laughs> and we're fortunate we have quite a few retired teachers mm. um, that are subbing for us and completing interim so if you are retired we would love to have you on our team well, uh, what would they um, need to do about uh, getting on that list for subbing? Yeah, so you can go onto Murfreesboro City School website, um, which is cityschools.net, <laughs> and they can go under human departments, human resources, and then go onto our website to apply for a position. If they need help, they can also contact us in the human resources department at 615-893-2313, and we will walk them through the process as well. We're going to uh, touch on the, the job fair again here as as we go along. Um, educator effectiveness, you, you, you kind of gave us a little bit of, of about what that part of your title means, and I'm sure it means to help give the schools, the teachers, the administrators, the, the resources that they need? Yes, actually, a, a huge part of that is teacher retention. Ah. Yes, so for our newer teachers, our first through third year, we want to make sure that we're retaining those teachers and that they're successful because if they're successful, our students are successful. So that's where we pull in our teacher mentor programs um, our, at the district level as well as the school level. Um, classroom visits, talks with the principals, um, professional development, book study. So again, that's just making sure they have the tools that they need to be successful. That um, is such a, a wide range of, of what you do. I mean, um, but it, it's you have support staff and, and the, the whole central office. I mean, you're you're really there to support and uplift those those schools, each and every one, right? Most definitely, because again, we are wired to the core. So the students are the center of our core at central office. And around that core, you have your school administrators. And outside of that, you have our team. And our team is there to make sure that, again, our teachers, our principals have everything that they need to be successful. Because ultimately, if they're successful, our students will be successful. And that is our ultimate goal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, more as we uh, go along this morning. Leah, I wanted to kind of give a, an introductory hello and talk about what you do with Murfreesboro City Schools, and then we're going to kind of get a little more in-depth on all of these subjects. So um, as the coordinator of science and social studies, um, I was okay in science. Let's not even go there. For, for <laughs> me, but, uh, so uh, kind of uh, how do you come alongside and help our school students? So my role, I guess, is also supporting the teachers and administrators, uh, helping them have materials or know what which materials to choose, how to, like what's the current trend, or not trend, but best practice for teaching science. Uh, when you said you weren't, when you kind of shied back away from science, I thought in my head, I thought, yep. See, your teachers maybe needed a little bit of updating on, you know, we want kids to figure out the science instead of just set and get. 
So um, there's some shifts in instructional practice that have to happen. So we're trying to work on that and um, bringing uh, just enriching, just engaging science, real life science to kids so that they can experience yeah. it and figure it out. Science and, and the, the approach to teaching it has obviously changed since I was in school. Um, wasn't horse and buggy days, but close enough, I guess. But, you know, it, the, the days that I always got excited about was, you know, the hands-on, the labs, that kind of thing. And it, it's, it's much more than, you know, sit with your book and lecture. It's, it's, you know, really getting involved in the science nowadays, isn't it? For sure. And putting something in front of the students where, you know, science is really about the way our world works, like how things, mechanisms and connections, how like the the ecosystem is so interconnected. You can't really change one thing without it affecting something else. And so when we give kids this opportunity to see that happening in real life, but then we don't tell them the answer and we say, well, what do you think happened? Like, what is a possible explanation for this? Then students get to activate what they already know and then they get to work together with what each other, you know, sharing what they each know and then they test it out and they think that they have an answer, but then the teacher will say, well, what's the evidence for that? And so it's just a great, you know, um, back and forth of trying to figure out how things work. I, I think we have to, I mean, I noticed that with my children, when they were in school, that that's, it, it, it was that interaction and, and that, um, that, that made learning fun. I, I, I don't know any other word to, to describe that, but that's really what we have to do to keep them engaged. There's, there's a good word. Yes. Um, what is that saying? Hands on, minds on, Mm -hmm. you know, when, um, if, if students aren't intellectually engaged, actively participating in the learning like another thing we say a lot is who's doing the talking because whoever's doing the talking is doing the learning so if the teacher is doing the talking we're taking away opportunities for students to learn and you know another thing we say is like if you tell the kids the answer if they know going into it okay this is how this works then no one's thinking when we have the answer we stop thinking and so it's just nice to kind of keep that well maybe that's the answer but well what else could it be mm-hmm. so it, it engages and keeps them thinking well science certainly certainly does give you that opportunity because there may be multiple answers right and for sure multiple ways to get to the end result or, or whatever that might be for sure and we don't ever really know for sure all of the answers right because we're learning something new every day yeah that that's that's very true and uh the social studies uh aspect of that uh kind of maybe walk us through that uh, a little bit so i guess my philosophy on social studies right now and and Uh, is tell a story like let history be a story and open up that story for kids and let them experience the history you know we learn from history and to hold that away from people like the more we know the better we do Mm -hmm. so let let history tell the story let them experience the story and learn so um one of the things now my son's like He's 23, uh, will be 24 coming up here in, uh, in in July. But one of the things that he remembers as a kid was, I guess it was second grade, learning Tennessee history, and they did a play, and I don't know, I think he was Davy Crockett, I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> you know, but that's something that even all these years later, he remembers because he was involved and it was it was a fun learning experience. So um, those are the types of things that we're talking about here. Correct. We want, it's almost like you think of, you know, a, 
a, a diorama or whatever and you're just kind of like taking the little kids up and just dropping them down into that event you know mm-hmm. like where they experience it and and feel the the um emotions of the people involved and the feelings and that like it's real it, it's really happened it's not you know something that we can't relate to or have empathy for or whatever i'll have to give a shout out to becky golf a former um city school board member <clears throat> she was my son's teacher mm-hmm. uh, during that time so tennessee Tennessee history. I don't know if that's still a second grade yeah. thing or not, but we have Tennessee history in there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sprinkled in a couple of grades, uh, okay, yeah. couple of grades. <laughs> among it all. So you know that those those experiences and gosh, that's even changed. I mean, education is is ever evolving as well, and the approach to to teaching that is always evolving. It is. I think something that we've really. You know, it, it goes, we always talk about how it swings back and forth, right? But I think that the biggest takeaway for me is that it has to be relevant. And if it's not relevant, then it's obsolete, you know? And so connecting it to like, a lot of times kids are like, why do I even have to know this? If we can show them, you know, here's why, or here's a real world scenario. So let's let's learn our math or, this, or the science or the social studies through this real world scenario then we have it's meaningful and who who wants to waste time right adults don't kids don't exactly yeah you want to be efficient uh, uh, teachers especially because they 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 have in their mind the whole year planned out really and where they want to go and so as they need to be as effective as possible so you can continue uh the the learning down the track you know you um maria talked about effectiveness and you know these teacher uh work days when the kids are out and you've got the whole day i mean these enrichment days are very important because education is the the not the same as it was back in august when school started for instance right correct and i think that um you know speaking of like time or teacher effectiveness we also know that um if students can connect the new learning to something that they already have heard or like learned or like content to content, if they can connect the math to the social studies or science, the retention of that material increases. So part of being effective and part of the philosophy I think that we're working on and moving towards is integration of content so that kids see the interconnectedness of what they're learning. It's not just math isolated. Math is a huge part of every other Mm -hmm. content. Well, we um, are, let me, before I, I was going to go to a break, but you, you mentioned something that just kind of <laughs> popped into my mind. Um, it's not, uh, you know, nine o'clock, we're doing social studies and, uh, you know, at 945, we're going to pick up science. I mean, all of the subjects really kind of work and flow and integrate together m- much more than than back when I was in school. That's Is that kind of what you were meaning by that? Yes, but we still have explicit direct instruction. Sure. You know, I think it's just like um, slowing down to speed up. You know, like, let's slow down. Let's make sure that students know how to read, that they have that those foundational skills. But then let's put that back into play and see, are they applying this independent reading? Let's use a social studies text. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, and... And tying all of that in together while there is, you know, specific instruction, but tying your social studies to your science, I mean, how that that flows together also has to be exciting for kids because then they see what what they've learned and and put it into action, I guess, is the word. Yes, and it is an art to creating, I like to say, educational engineering. Our teachers are 
engineers. They're engineering educational opportunities for students. And it is an art and it does take practice and um, but it definitely plays off and we also like to sprinkle in a little bit of engineering in there <laughs> for <course>. perseverance. <laughs> and, and and that's what's so amazing. You think about one school and each classroom in that school that has a teacher that they're that's that's their heart and you know, uh, I mean it's just amazing how a system works together like the whole murfreesboro city school system and then you get down to the school level and then the grade level and the classroom level and and how all of those things just kind of work like a heartbeat and we have amazing groups of teachers like when she was talking about um you know recruiting teachers i was thinking about how amazing our teachers are and like to be able to come in whether you're a new teacher or just looking for a change and to work with the dynamics and the amazing talented people that we have it's just it's, it's amazing yeah we are talking about murfreesboro city schools today tori carr is here but tori brought some great guests so she hasn't had to say a whole I lot had yet. To say anything, <laughs> they are so great <laughs> uh with her today maria johnson director of human resources and educator effectiveness along with uh leah barch she is the coordinator of science and social studies we'll be right back as we continue the action line here for a tuesday At Bell Jewelers, we've got some great Valentine promotions. Just spend $99 or more, and you're going to get a gift card to Murfreesboro Flower Shop for free flowers, a gift card to Nurture Nook Spa for a spa treatment, candy, and buy one, get one free dinner at Five Senses or Steakhouse Five. This is Lisa Halliburton with Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street right across the street from Toots Restaurant. Market declines, unemployment, oil prices. Don't let headlines derail your long-term financial strategy. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Lee Colvin. I'll work with you to help you understand the impact of short-term events and how to be positioned for the long-term. We provide the tools for a disciplined approach to investing. Call 615-907-7056 for an opportunity to discuss your situation. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. When the unexpected happens, fire, water, or storm damage, Fair Construction can help. Fair Construction is also there to help when a car slams through the wall, and that seems to happen more often these days. I'm Ron Hall. Let our family at Fair Construction help you. Call Fair Construction, and we'll board up, put down tarps, secure your home or business until the insurance coverage is approved. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you, Fair Construction Company. Good morning. It is looking better now on 840 as you head over towards Williamson County. Had a lot of radar out around Elmaville Road a little bit earlier. Traffic still busy, but moving 24 towards Nashville. Hey, Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Check them out at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Mostly cloudy skies here for this afternoon with a high in the upper 60s. Southwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour at times gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 46. Join me, America's career coach Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. 
the Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Don't forget, coming up, we have the Roundtable. We're talking Smyrna today here on the Roundtable on News Radio WGNS. Wayne Blair, Rick Hall will be your host today. And uh, they always come up with some great topics. Then I'll be back for Rutherford Issues in the 10 o'clock hour right here on WGNS. We're talking about Murfreesboro City Schools here on the Action Line today. And again, if you've got uh, maybe a question we can answer uh, or try to get you in the right direction, uh, the best thing to do, text, and we'll pass that along, 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. So, uh, Tori, we've got a, a little bullet list of things <laughs> that uh, we want to get to here. And let's see, I know that you know after christmas break it seems like it takes so long to get to spring break but there's 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 at least one little you know piece of eye candy in the february calendar right two days off from school (laughs) yes i think (laughs) um you're right it does seem like it it takes forever but then i think i look around and say how is it already february and where did january go and march is right around the corner um and I think everyone's feeling that way. And we all, I think, I'll say everyone's eyes are on spring break because I kind of put that on my calendar yesterday. <laughs> like, oh, it's coming up pretty quickly. But before we get to spring break, we have a lot of exciting things going on. So we can't overlook March or really February just yet. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. So uh, the, the next uh, day out for students and I guess faculty and everybody this whole system is February president, 20th okay. yes. so that's a Monday so a nice three day weekend there that is very nice for everyone <laughs> awesome um, and then something that I, I definitely want to touch on is our zone waivers are available on our website um, cityschools.net and you can look under news and it is a 2023-2024 zone waivers. And this is important because those zone waivers are only accepted February 16th through March 17th. So you have about a month to get that in. And um, each school has a limited number of seats available. So our team um, looked at the seats, looked at the current students and the projections for next year. And these waivers are approved based on a lottery. And so I'll just say example, Black Fox Elementary has 25 seats, Northfield has 50, Reeves Rogers has 50. So it's not every school, but the schools that are open um, there are seats available so get those zone waivers in february 16th through march 17th now are there um some that are limited to grade level or when you say 50 that's 50 throughout the school or how does how does that work that is to my knowledge 50 throughout the school that is correct it would be for the total number for the school okay i didn't mean to ask a stumping question there but (laughs) i thought it might be but then i said "Hmm, that could be too easy (laughs) yeah sometimes if it seems too easy it it sometimes is not Uh, so and it does say on here mitchell nelson elementary grades two through six only so um there are no spots available at the primary that kindergarten and first grade so it does say that for Mitchell Nelson. Okay, very good. And um, and when we're 
we're talking about zone waivers that's just for these particular schools right yes so if you live in the overall creek area and you want to go to black fox you have to apply for a zone waiver because that is not your zone school Mm -hmm. and i would think that if you're going to a school outside of your zone transportation has to be on your own correct you do have to provide transportation yeah so just kind of keep that in mind uh, if you're interested and that doesn't um the words escaping me but um like you were um i'm trying i I don't even (laughs) i'm trying to think of the uh the word for like uh your your special schools in terms of magnets magnet schools or discovery school that's the one i was trying to think of (laughs) i couldn't discover the word (laughs) Uh, discovery school Uh, so those are not part of this as well so discovery school you do apply and those applications were due in January and they have their testing. So Discovery School is the exception. All of that's done then. Correct. Okay. And um, on this list, you will not find Case and Lane, Scales, Overall Creek, Salem. We're packed on the west side of town. We're at capacity. <laughs> we, there is no extra seats anywhere. So you, those are not open schools. There are zero seats available. Um, so there are limited schools on where you can apply and fill out that zone waiver. And maybe some of those West Siders, if they'll go to some of the that other schools, great. that would help we a lot. We could all just <laughs> drive on over to Black Fox and Bradley. <laughs> so uh, just kind of, I wanted to, to bring up like the Discovery School because sometimes people kind of get that confused in the mm-hmm. application process and all, and um, it even confuses me sometimes <laughs> trying to figure out the, the name. So... Uh, the you you were mentioning next year as well and i think the calendar has been approved for 23 24 as well correct the calendar has been approved and that is on our website as well under calendar and i will shout out kevin jones we have a brand new website it looks nice it looks beautiful (laughs) there is it is great for mobile um, so you can, it just makes me happy every time I go to it now. But you can download the 2023-2024 school calendar. And like you said, it is the final board approved. Um, and it looks like our first day of school, let's see here, is Monday, August 7th. So wow. we are going in August, but we have a long way for that. <laughs> No need to. Yeah, that's, <laughs> let's not put the cart before the horse at us, right? Uh, but that does amaze me just a little bit that it is, you know, that, that deep into August because yes. we have started on uh, July 31st. July 31st, sometimes. yeah. So I guess it's just how the uh, calendar falls there. So be sure to check that out. And I, I know maybe if you're listening in and, and you're one of the uh, county school parents that have, you know, maybe you're a high schooler in county schools and you're elementary kid in the city school system you want to download both of those calendars and kind of compare and this is where people start to look for vacations and that kind of thing right plan your fall breaks and your spring breaks and um our team does a great job at aligning with the county to make it easier on parents so those dates i would say majority of the time are the same those longer breaks yeah that that certainly helps a lot uh you've got a couple of additional things here um the art show and excellence in education that you want to talk about, right? So excellence in education, I will touch on first. That is the city schools foundation annual fundraiser. It is our 16th year and we are honoring Charlie Patel. Um, Charlie has been on our board for, 
I know at least six years he has just rolled off. Um, he, I'm, and I say six years because I think he has been on here as long as I've been here. And I think he might have served a term before that. Um, so he has done a lot for the City Schools Foundation, for the City Schools. He is well known in the community and we are so excited to honor him. Um, that date is April 15th and it will be at Copper Ridge. Um, we hosted it at Copper Ridge last year. It was a great turnout, great success. It's a little bit more casual. And so we went from our black tie affair to this year, our theme is diamonds and daffodils. And so it's just a casual evening honoring um, Charlie and really supporting the city schools. Um, I know the city schools could, you know, we are all so thankful for what the foundation does. Um, it's a group of business leaders and community members who come together every month and talk about how to support the city schools and fundraising. And they put so much time and effort into it. Um, so thank you to the city schools foundation. Their hard work is they are amazing, yeah. all of them. And uh, an opportunity for me to break out my daffodil shirt. So, you know. There you go. <laughs> you have to wear it. <laughs> um, so, Excellence in Education, April 15th. And a couple of other things on the calendar. Um, so, I do want that zoning, um, the zone waivers, February 16th through March 17th. Um, we do have an MCS music festival coming up in March. That is March 13th. And this is where all of our schools and their choir and the students come together for one large music festival. Um, I'm, I don't think we did it last year. So this might be one of the, it might be starting to come back and it is incredible. All of the students are coming together and you know, they're all in their school t-shirts and it's awesome to see. And the music teachers get up there and lead and um, it's really, really cool to see. And so all the, you're, you're bringing, bringing together from all the various schools, yes. right? Yes, so everyone comes together to perform. Um, it's really cool. And I, I won't forget one of the first times I walked into the gym, I think they held a case in, I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been to a music festival, especially elementary schools. And I was like, man, these kids are great. This is awesome. And the parents get to come and their family members. So that's a really exciting trip that our students get to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, March 16th is a huge night. That is our second annual STEAM in the City hosted by Miss Leah Barch. <laughs> She's kind of our coordinator of all things STEAM. So this STEAM in the City event was hugely successful last year. Um, it was our first time. We... We didn't know what to expect, and I think it exceeded all of our expectations, and we loved it so much that I think Dr. Duke said, great, when are we doing this again? And we picked a day. So here we are, <laughs> March 16th, our annual, now annual, Steam in the City. That's cool. So that that's what you get for having good, creative, and uh, exciting events, right? You get to do it year <laughs> after year. <laughs> it is a very exciting event. Um, one side, we have a live design challenge going on where students, representatives from every school, we have a K-2 grade band and we have a 3-6. They do not know what the challenge is before they arrive. And so we have community members participating on their teams, and then we have community members judging we're judging based on criteria of the design challenge, and then we're also judging um, 
rewarding efforts for 21st century skills, communication, collaboration, problem solving, creativity, and critical thinking. And then on the other side, we have a STEAM Expo where entries from the schools, from the TSIN designated, that's Tennessee STEM Innovation Networks, our STEAM designated schools. They have students there with their presenting their engineering projects and their design challenges and the work that they've done over the month of, or third quarter. Okay, so um, there's a question or two in there. So there are certain schools that are STEAM accredited or, or, or is kind of walk us through that process. Yes, so one of the goals for our district our, in our five-year plan is for all 13 schools to be designated, STEAM designated through the state uh program with TSIN, which is the Tennessee STEM Innovative Network. They work with Department of Education and have a STEAM designation. So currently we have eight schools that have gone through that process and received that designation. We have one in the process this year, and then the other four are working towards that. Okay. And remind us, STEAM, what what is that? What's entailed in that? So STEAM is an acronym for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math. And it kind of goes back to that idea that we were talking about before of real world uh, exposure, engineering design challenges, where the the curriculum is integrated instead of isolated, and kids have an opportunity to work together, collaborate, problem solve together. So this steam in the city, it, it sounds like to me, it's almost like, uh, you know, the, the program that Tori was talking about where all the schools come together and so it's, it's similar but it's all involving steam um, um, projects and things of that nature yes and I think it originated I think the idea kind of was born from we do all of this amazing stuff in the schools but the community doesn't get to see mm-hmm. they hear about it but seeing a kindergarten student work on a design challenge with second grade students from other schools it is pretty amazing to see them collaborating and problem solving and coming up with ideas and how to even brainstorm and how to put your idea with my idea. And so we just felt like we want the community to understand when they support this process, what they're supporting. So that was one of our big reasons because our schools have steam walks. So, you know, we get the parents and the schools get to see that, but we really wanted to give the, the community an opportunity to see. Mm-hmm. And, and so there, there are kind of two different things going on here mm-hmm. at the same time, it sounds like. And so it is one, I don't want to call it a competition, but it, it's it's like a live event that's going Correct. on right there. And, and do they know ahead of time what they're working on? They do not. Okay. They are giving prerequisites that they work on. Like uh, we just gave out those for this this uh, steam in the city and like the third through sixth, they've got to be ready with code block coding with spheros so they know that their challenge is going to involve coding with spheros and maneuvering around obstacles but they don't know what their design challenge is going to be i would google that but i can't spell any of that so (laughs) (laughs) and you and i think just from that high level you know i'm kind of with you I never, science was not my best subject, but I see those students. So an example of a design challenge might be, and I can't remember what we did last year, but say um, you have, was it a raft? Because we had pools. Yes, they had, we put it in a real world scenario. So there are actually uh, freight line, or 
I guess that's what they're called, mm-hmm. uh, that they're trying, they're um, playing around, or, or they're engineering, they're testing, I don't mm-hmm. know, wind cell uh, tank. What are those called? Like, you know, they come across the ocean. <laughs> The barges? barges and barges. stuff. Yeah. Oh. I'm, like, I'm lost for words. <laughs> this is, this yes. is our local <laughs> We're I'm the like, great oh. <laughs> But uh, so the students, they were given this real world design brief, you know, so you're being, um, you're going to create a design to see if you can get the company to solicit your design or buy your design. So they had to build a freight line or a barge or whatever it's called i'm gonna look that up and i was leave. Call i can't it a remember raft, so. <laughs> <Not a raft. laughs> that had to carry as many you know the little die cast cars as possible without taking on water without losing any cars and speed mattered mm. because you know people want their stuff when they want their stuff and, so that's um, leah did a great job at finding all the supplies so each group had a pool a box fan and every group had the say eight popsicle sticks three pipe cleaners and a glue stick and that's all you got so you didn't know what it was ahead of time but you knew you had to you knew ahead of time that you might need to know about wind or you might need to know about water but they get there and there's a pool filled with water and they had to design this raft so like she was saying those kindergartners were with the second graders and they had not met before so they come together the night of the event from different schools from different schools with community partners to build this barge and it is a competition and to see who's who's gets across fastest so yes doesn't take on water engineering we want to use those because like a lot of times people like kids they think that their design is because should win because it's their design yeah, right? Well, yeah but like shifting them to think about no it's which design meets the criteria so which design is closest to the criteria so um but we also wanted to give that message that it's not just about winning it's so much about the process so that's why we also are looking for we have judges walking around during the event making notes and and specific examples of teams that are collaborating well or teams that are being very creative and so we have that bragging rights is what we call Mm -hmm. it to the design winner that meets the criteria and then we also have those groups that shine with those specific areas because we don't want kids to think it's just about the end product steam in the city is in march mid-march march March 16th very good uh we're going to come back and touch on the job fair and wrap up the show our time's already getting out of here it's it's flying by just like those barges at uh, last year's team in the city we'll be right back to wrap it up hi this is dan mitchell from music world and drummer's den we have a larger selection than any of the other big box stores much better prices. Uh, selection is wonderful from keyboards, drums, guitars, ukuleles are big this year. We also have lighting. This is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. Come down and look around. We have what you need. The Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, 
Nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother. And we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick. Or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Talking Murfreesboro City Schools, Maria Johnson, I uh, want to give you the opportunity to uh, talk again about the job fair and remind our folks when that is coming up. Yeah, so this Saturday, February the 11th, I will be having our Murfreesboro City School job fair at Scales Elementary School. It will be from 9.30 a.m. until 11.30. This is for classified and certified positions. Uh, so we encourage each of you to come out if you're wanting to join, join our team. Uh, we are hiring teachers, substitutes, bus drivers, educational assistants, cafeteria workers. So please come out, um, talk to our school administrators and our department heads to see if we are a perfect fit for you. And uh, the time and place one more time. Scales Elementary School on Saturday, February the 11th from 9.30 a.m. until 11.30 a.m. And that address is 2340 St. Andrews Drive. Um, what what is it? Bring your smiling face. Bring and your smiling face. And your resume. Don't forget your resume. <laughs> yeah, resume. I was going to ask anything else to bring. So resume is important. Yes, a resume will be great. Then we can keep that with us. Very good. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us today. And uh, boy, we'll be really close to spring break next time i yes, think yes we will <laughs> That'll be good stuff thank you so much uh leah good to see you marie and i you know we see each other quite a bit so it's we good do. to see you good in this aspect well. right? <laughs> and uh tori as well with murfreesboro city schools and that's going to do it here for our program today tomorrow it's murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland in to answer any questions you might have about the city of murfreesboro Bart will be back with you tomorrow, so hope you will tune in. And thank you so much for making us a part of your day. If you missed part of the show, want to listen back, check the podcast at WGNSRadio.com. Under podcast, look for the action line. Have a good day. Portions of our programming have been pre-recorded. The Good Neighbor Network, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, flagship station for MTSU Sports. Courthouse clock time, 9 o'clock.